the best Eagles basketball coverage. This is Creature Report. Welcome back and welcome in to the 43rd episode of Screech Report. You know, it's kind of, it's cool that we're counting episodes, but like 43 has no significance other than like you have in the notes right now, Troy Palamalu number <laughs> and Pascal or Siakam, Siakam, Pascal, <laughs> Siakam. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not like it, it matters much in the Screech Report, like encyclopedia of no, but we have to keep doing it so that when we get to 55, we can have uh, Ryan Roquan on. Yeah, and then we'll cancel it. Maybe. Right. Probably. Shout out Ryan Roquan for coming out to the last watch party of 2022, maybe. I think we already might have shouted him out, but it never hurts to shout out oh, the dude, big fella. You can never I could shout him out 20 times a pod. Shout it from the top of the mountains. Yeah, let's go tell it say. on the mountain. Yeah. For those who don't know, this is... Elliot Krusty on the mic, and uh, Russell Kiefer on the other one. It's Russell Smelly. Oh. <laughs> and uh, anyways, we're back after exactly five weeks to the day. Uh, we took some time to decompress, cry, uh, weep, <laughs> yell, eat. Uh, no, there's been an off season and an initial flurry of news the last, I guess, week or two. Um. So, what do you have to say about some of that news, Russell? I mean, we got some new players. We got some, uh, what else has been on the radar? Well, there's a ton we're about to talk about. Um, but, honestly, like, I love doing Screecher Report. Like, I really do. Um, I also love not having to do anything. So, it's like, it's like uh, you know, those five weeks since the last pod. It's like, we're kind of just waiting for news to happen. Um, and sometimes it's like something small. Like, you know, spoiler alert, uh, a new assistant coaching hire. Um, but it's like, is that, you know, big enough to do a pod, right? So it's like you wait till enough things to happen, enough things to happen. And then this big ass domino Dude, falls. No, we've let our fans down. They've been chomping at the bit ever since Kyle Griffin and KJ Baptiste. Hey, hey stop spoiling things. We're not there yet. Spoiler alert. It's a little um, tease, man. You got to tease them. Also, what is a bit when a people bit? chomp at it? A chomp at the bit? Yeah, what's a bit? <sighs> It must be like a bait thing, like a, Ooh. maybe like a hunting or You're fishing. absolutely right. Yeah, they chomp at the bit. Damn, that was a quick answer. I thought you were going to have to stew on that for a bit. For a bit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Continue. So at this point, you know, like I kind of alluded to, there's been enough little bits of news uh, to come out to where we're dusting off the mics. We're getting back into it. Uh, let's talk coaching staff as we had mentioned uh, new FGCU men's basketball coach Pat Chambers has hired his first couple of assistants. Uh, the first one to come out was Kyle Griffin. And that's a pretty big time signing. Actually, uh, a lot of coaching experience in his young career um, started at Lehigh, uh, not to be confused with Lehigh acres. Then uh, Robert Morris or Bobby Moe um, then got hired at LaSalle in 2018 and was promoted to associate head coach, not just an assistant, in 2020, where he uh, did that role for a couple years. As we know, Chambers, uh, Coach Pat Chambers, was at LaSalle last year, so obviously there's a connection there. Uh, Elliot, what are your thoughts on that move? Um, I'm, I mean, for me, it's just it's another, it's a young guy. 
um, who, you know, just moving up the ladder kind of. So noob question. Um, what's the difference between assistant and associate head coach? So it's my understanding that an assistant, uh, head coach or assistant coach, I should say is, uh, all the assistants on the staff, but assistants are above like say, uh, Dobo or a, a video coordinator. Um, an associate head coach isn't always named, but is sometimes named as it's almost like an assistant head coach, not just an assistant coach. You. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's a good hire. I mean, obviously you want to, you trust your relationships and, and coach chambers built that relationship while at LaSalle, I'm assuming maybe a little bit before. Um, so I think it's a good move to bring that chemistry, whatever is there over and trust some of the, the young blood coming in. And I think, uh, same thing with the next move, if you want to go into that. Too. Sure. Uh, yeah, shortly after, I'm talking a week maybe, uh, KJ Baptiste uh, was brought onto the staff as well. And uh, like so many others, he got his start as a grad assistant, which I just I just love hearing that, guys, kind of just earning it, working for it, not getting paid. Um, he was a grad assistant at Penn State, which, again, we know uh, Coach Pat Chambers was coach there. Um, so there's the connection. Uh, most recently, he was the director of uh, video and recruiting at the University at Albany. Um, so, again, working his way up um, to now an assistant coach um, for a mid-major like FGCU under a guy that he's worked for before. Um, again, just my take, another young guy who has compiled some good experience and moving up the ladder. Um, I love to see it. Um, kind of a homegrown style guy just you know looking for an opportunity. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, more of the same. Just it's good to bring the guys you know from the past. But no, I you know I, I haven't done a whole lot of research on them, but I think they're good hires. And I'm if that's what Coach Chambers wants, then that's what I want as a fan. And until I'm proven wrong, then I'm excited. We'll see what like the next hires are. But I kind of like. I mean, Chambers has a lot of experience. He was coach at Penn State for like nine years, head coach. Um, you know, before that, he's got tons of head coaching experience. And then of course, everything he did prior to being a head coach. Um, and he's bringing on young guys. Um, those are guys who you never know if it's their time, maybe become head coach in the future. If chambers moves on, um, those are also guys who, like I said, are young, who can relate to, you know, athletes and recruiting. It's not that long ago that they were in their, those positions themselves. And I'm, I'm just, I'm digging it. I like the, the youth movement that seems to be coming through. Yeah. And now that Jay Wright has stepped down from Villanova, maybe he'll slide into the staff is kind of like a sideline coach you know yeah oh he's definitely joining the staff for sure right. breaking news on screecher report <laughs> uh villanova longtime villanova head coach uh jay wright is coming after cu um of course pat chambers used to coach under under him so that's why he's coming and now they flipped yeah they flipped they flip-flopped uh jay wright doesn't want uh, <laughs> a massively lucrative tv deal he wants to be a assistant head coach at a mid-major program i'm sure of it um and with the news of the coaching additions also came down some transfer news which we are probably expecting at some point so uh the first was victor rosa and then carlos rosario Luis rolone and kevin samuel um what are your thoughts on that russell i know we were expecting some guys to to transfer and those were kind of guys on the list i, I didn't even know kevin samuel was going to have another year so that was kind of a shock that he's going somewhere else to play but Right. Uh, I th I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know where certain guys are finding extra eligibility, but hey, more power to you. If you can play longer and you want to play longer, please do put the power in the hands of the players. Um, I'm all about it. 
But um, yeah, I mean, you knew a guy like uh, Victor Rosa who didn't get much playing time either of his first two years. It was going to depend, and this goes for any guy, um, it was going to depend on, you know, the meeting with a new coaching staff, right? Um, it's going to depend on, okay, where do you, do you like my talents? Where do you see me fitting in next year? Who are you going to bring in? Am I going to have a shot uh, to compete or am I just going to be sitting again? Um, and that that's kind of always what goes into uh, transferring. Um, I think just like if there wasn't a new coach, they still have those year-end meetings. Uh, each player... Uh, and coach sort of says their vision of, you know, the role going forward. And if that doesn't line up, um, you know, that's when guys end up choosing to transfer. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like, like I said, I don't think anything was surprising. Um, I hope there's not too many more transfers or any for that matter. Well, I don't think there will be based on what we've seen, kind of like the temperature gauge on social media and kind of just how things are kind of meshing right now. But you and I off mic were kind of thinking who would be the most likely other guy to transfer. And we both thought it would be rivers. Um, we know he kind of didn't get as much playing time maybe as he would have liked. I don't know if that's part of the development plan or something was a miss with fly and the game plan and, and him, but you know, he is a fan favorite. He's athletic, um, still has all the potential. So we do hope we see more of him this year. Hope he stays, hope he can mesh into the, the new system. Um, but other than that, um, you know, at this point in the game or the off season, I should say, I don't think anyone else will, unless something crazy happens in the off season, like, like an outside circumstance, like something family yeah. health related or, or just whatever. Um, yeah, for sure. Now grant use players are still entering the portal at this point in time, but it definitely has slowed down. It went up to a thousand in like days and it's been, you know, I mean, it's still thirteen hundred. Yeah, thirteen fourteen. It's, it's kind of, but it, it's it's not off. it's not increasing by several hundred. Usually, a day. I think twelve hundred or thirteen hundred is the same. Well, ceiling. last year, being a special year that it was, was like over two thousand. Oh, was it? But um, so I don't know if it's going to get there again. But yeah, the later it gets into a season, the less likely you're looking at a transfer. Um, so I think what really kind of changes that is again, what's your vision for me, um, on this team is what players are asking. And, you know, for Rivers, for example, I personally think he's got a pretty good shot based on the current structure of the roster to play a decent amount of minutes at both the four and the five between both positions. Um, and so, but, but what happens if uh, Chambers goes and picks up a, a proven, you know, four or five, probably a five in this case. And Rivers is like, okay, well, Austin Ritchie's on the team. Zach Anderson's on the team. Where's on the team, whoever the new guy is on the team, where are my minutes going to go? You know, um, if that happens, that, that's when I see somebody transferring. But um, for right now, I, it doesn't look like, you know, he will, but that could change in like literally a second. Yep. Unless, like you said, let's transition to the guys who we know are staying. You know, Caleb Cato was the first to announce that he's staying and use that extra COVID year, which is pretty cool to see, you know, the veteran from this area sticking with the team wanting to go out with one more bang, give it all he's got. I like that. Um, you know, Austin Ritchie messaged us saying he would be back. That's exciting too. He really developed uh, this past year, just tons of energy. He's going to be a great leader um, no matter what role he has. Defensive energy off the bench, starter, doesn't matter. Uh, Largy should be back. Um, and 90% chance for Zach Anderson 
coming back. They all seem to be excited with uh, the new coach, the change, the additions, and Weir as well, you know, good young uh, center. So it's all fluid, but there's a good amount of talent coming back on top of some really strong additions that we'll, we will get here to a, min- a minute. Um, what's your take on all the kind of remaining impact players? Yeah, it's, you know, for a team that um, cert- was certainly very top-heavy at times with Tavian Dunmartin and then um, obviously less on offense, but just impact-wise, um, uh, Kevin Samuel, um, there's a lot of depth on, on the team from last year. Like, there really was. I think people were kind of feeling to realize that because it was like oh you're losing x percentage of your scoring yeah but there's like a bunch of experience still um and pretty good experience um so you know you mentioned the names between Cato, Largy, and Richie like those can be three starters they can start every game for you right there um 30 plus points yeah yeah between the three of them you're looking at 30 plus and um especially with more opportunity who knows Mm -hmm. what the numbers look like and then Weir, who had some really good moments as a redshirt freshman last year, um, he's one of the players that I'm most just intrigued by um, because of how it looked. And so him coming, developing, let's see what that lo- what that looks like. Zach Anderson is has now been starting. He started a lot of last year, started some as a freshman, been really impressive on defense, just hoping he puts it together on offense, which he's shown he can do a lot of times. So it's like between that core, there's a lot coming back. And then if if Rivers comes back, if Franco Miller, who we're not even talking about, who actually looked, you know, when he's been given opportunity, he's looked pretty good. Uh, and he had a really unfortunate injury kind of late last year after he was playing some of the best defense. You know, if those guys come back too, like, there's a really good foundation here on top of all the new talent coming in, similar to how it was a couple years ago. I guess there's one year ago now when – Guys like Samuel and TDM came in, you know, all those guys. Um, there's there's a good foundation here. But, you know, speaking of those, you know, additional players, the guys being added, so far uh, Coach Chambers has added three guys to the squad since being hired. Um, and that's actually in addition to uh, incoming uh, player Josiah Shackelford, um, who is still set to join the team. Um, but those three players will start with, uh, incoming freshman by the name of Blaze Vespi. My first thought about him is that's a really cool name. Uh, he's a two-star recruit out of Newman Garetti High School, but he did a post-grad year at IMG here in Florida. Um, listed as a 6'7", 6'8", 215, forward wing, kind of tweener. Um, highlights show a tall, lanky dude. He can score inside, outside, effort on both ends of the court. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as what you've seen about him? Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's it's a you know that's a good size to have. Anytime you get six, seven, and up, and 200 plus pounds up, I'll take it. <laughs> With our str- recent struggles in the A Sun to find size like that, so um, I'm a firm believer of like while recruitment and highlight highlight tapes from high school is is great. I need to see them playing with the guys on the floor in college style ball and and college style competition to really form an opinion, but. Um, you know, trust in the process. And then we had another guy, uh, 6'5", 190 pounds, junior guard, Demir Bishop. Uh, Bishop was a freshman at Xavier, but transferred to St. Joseph's as a sophomore. And then with the shortened COVID season, he played in 19 games, made 13 starts, averaging about eight points and three rebounds. Uh, Last year, his playing time and numbers decreased, so he decided to transfer. What are your thoughts on, on that signing? 
Um, honestly, it's like the numbers don't wow you um, with the eight points and three boards. But that was his first year on a team in that weird COVID year. And I think, I mean, eight points is, is at least solid in, in NCAA. I mean, that's technically a freshman. Right. Which um, is... And eight points is at least solid in a, um, you know, Division One NCAA team, right? It's not wowing you, but... And, you know, as far as his highlights from, from his time at St. Joseph's, uh, it was like, I think it was the f- his first game in uniform for St. Joseph's. It was... Uh, he dropped like 14 and like nine assists or something crazy. Um, and, you know, it shows an athlete. It shows a guy with a pretty consistent shot, pretty quick release, a high release, so he's not getting blocked too often. Uh, the ability to rebound, ability to distribute the ball. It's just kind of a well-rounded guy. And you know what? I don't know if he blossoms into a really big contributor or if he's just a really good depth piece, but I think a player like him is really good to have regardless. For sure. And lastly, the most recent addition to the team is a big-time scoring threat, a uh, former interconference foe um, and competitor, but former Stetson guard Chase Johnson announced via Twitter that he'd be transferring to FGCU. And uh, as you can tell from the title of this pod and promotion of the pod, that we got to talk to him tonight, and his interview will be coming up just after our closing thoughts. But any thoughts on that, Russell? Yeah, um it's a big time signing just to preface things. Uh, last year, um, was a sophomore at Stetson, but we're, uh, years are so weird right now with COVID, but, um, just averaged, assume everyone has an extra. year. Yeah. Just, just add years. Um, <laughs> but averaged 15 points, about three rebounds, 41% from the field, 41% from three. So, uh, I saw this in a Greg Hardwick article, shout out Greg Hardwick. Uh, TDM was 15th in the nation and made three pointers last year. Chase Johnson was 12th. So, I mean, we're adding a a premium um, on the amount of three pointers made per game. So anything like that is going to help. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited to see him suit up. For sure. And without further ado, we'll get into that interview. So thanks for listening. And thanks, Chase, for coming on the pod. For sure. Enjoy the interview. Peace out, Go Eagles. So we're happy to welcome the newest FGCU men's basketball commit, Chase Johnston, to the Screecher Report podcast. How is it going? How does it feel uh, for the time being to be the newest Eagle? How's it going? Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Um, it feels great. I'm excited to be an Eagle. and I'm excited to get to work with Coach Chambers and, and do something special. Yes, sir. Um, so just to get some background on your journey, uh, you started your career at IPFW, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but were there just for the fall of 2019, I believe, uh, before you transferred to, uh, Stetson where you've been for the last couple of years, what went into your decision at the time to head to DeLand and how do you feel that the last couple of years, uh, went for you as a Hatter? Yeah. So I went to Purdue Fort Wayne and I ended up transferring mid semester. Um, I had some family issues come about with my dad's health and, um, I felt like it was best for me to get closer to home. I sat out my whole freshman year, did not play a single minute or game with Purdue Fort Wayne or Stetson. Um, Coach Jones had a scholarship for me, and I was fortunate enough to go to Stetson, and it was a great two years at Stetson, and then um, I just felt like it was time for me to find a new school and uh, get a winning opportunity. 
I felt like Coach Chambers had a lot to offer there, and um, I feel like SEC was the best spot for me. I feel like we can win there and do a lot of big things there. So Awesome. And, you know, you said a couple of good years at Stetson. You're being modest, dude. Um, average, <laughs> average nearly 14 points as a freshman, and then uh, this past year uh, about 15 points, 40% from three, all the stats, you know. Um, not to mention not just good percentage on threes, but the 12th most threes in the nation, um, which is awesome. So congrats there. It's good to have you. Uh, it's, you know, it's kind of rare. I feel like for a, a mid-major player to transfer and then end up in the same conference, obviously you, you spent your career at Stetson, like we've been talking about, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, talking with coach chambers and the culture here, um, I guess, is, is that really the main reason? Is it just trying to find that winning culture and you liked what he had to say, I guess? Yeah, I just, I mean, the East Sun's a great conference and I feel like my game fits well there. So I feel like it was a great opportunity to stay in the conference. And FTC has been to the tournament. They built that winning culture over there and their motto is do whatever it takes to win. And um, Coach Chambers comes from Penn State and has a great background of coaching and has a great background of winning, and I just feel like his coaching style fits my game and fits the way I want to win. So, you know, coming from Stetson, you you played FGCU at least twice a year the last couple of years, and it seems like on social media you're already kind of friends with some of the guys on the team. Is there anyone in particular that's already reached out to you or, or you're excited to play with this year? Yeah, so I've always been close with uh, Caleb Cato, and um, I, I played travel ball with Cyrus Largi and. Uh, I just know I, I know a majority of those players like Dakota Rivers, Zach Anderson, um, met Austin Ritchie this year, just playing against them. Um, talked on the court together when we were playing against them, and um, I kind of just really kind of know the whole team. I know Andre Weir from high school basketball. Um, yeah, I would say I know almost every player on the team, and I felt like me knowing those players would be a good fit to get there and, and knowing who I'm going into the program with, like it's kind of a comfortability standpoint. You know who you're with. So you feel like it's the right fit for you. For sure. I'm sure that helped tremendously in the decision. Um, the three ball, you know, is obviously a big part of your game. Uh, last year you also averaged about two non three point field goals per game, which tells us you're not one dimensional, but what do you, what do you have to say about your game and, and how do you think that's evolved over your career? Um, I just put in a lot of work. I get up 1500 shots a day. Um, obviously my shot is my bread and butter, but you can't be one dimensional, one dimensional when you get to the next level. And especially when you get pro, you got to add more things to your game. So my motto was get 25% better each year and, uh, you got to add more things. So you never, so the defender never knows, uh, defenders never know what's coming. Um, so when they scout you and think, oh, run them off the line. So when they run you off the line, then you hit them with three or four different moves that you worked on all summer and all off season to where they didn't know about. Um, so it's kind of just working and watching a lot of film and understanding what my weaknesses are and what I need to work on and perfecting those. Heard. And, um, so I was reading an old article um, from when you had to sit out for, you know, that uh, semester at um, Purdue Fort Wayne and then that semester at Stetson. Um, and then just over the summer when you're finally getting uh, right before you're finally getting to play your first ball, you had um, kind of mentioned who you modeled your game after you at the time. You said you watched some J.J. Redick, some Tyler Hero. I guess, does that still hold true? Do you see any other comps or do you feel like that's kind of how you model your game? 
Yeah, I think I have a little bit of uh, – I definitely model my game after J.J. Redick, uh, a little bit of Tommy Hero. I think I have a little bit of Steph Curry in me because I can – I play with a little bit of that swag. I have handle to me. Uh, I have a quick release off the bounce and um, off the catch. So I'd say those three players. But, um, yeah, I kind of just study all the shooters and combo guards in the NBA and kind of just try and pick one or two things from each of them and try and work on those. Sure. And, you know, speaking of that – I guess positionally, is that how you see yourself, kind of a combo guard, or you see more of a pure two guard, or what What do you think? I think I'm a shooting guard, but at any given time, I can be a combo guard. Um, I'm confident enough in my handle and my IQ. I think I have a really high IQ, so um, where if I'm at a shooting guard or if I have to be combo guard for a little bit, whatever, um, I'm confident that I can play both for sure. Uh, obviously, there's some time between now and when you get to FGCU to start practicing with your new teammates uh, and even more time until the roles start defining themselves. But what do you think you will bring to this team on and off the court? Yeah, I think I'll bring a tremendous leadership role um, on and off the court with my character values. And uh, I'm going to bring a winning mindset, a winning attitude. Um, it's going to bring a a loving a loving attitude as well. I wanna, Embrace all my teammates, love all my teammates. You know, always look out for them. Uh, always be there for them. I know one thing for sure: I'm always going to give 110 percent effort every single day. I'm going to bring a working, working, working mindset. I'm going to be in the gym two, three times a day, and um, yeah, I think that's what I bring. Uh, this past year, the team FGCU was blessed to have prolific scoring from like Tavian Dunn Martin, and scoring output like that has is never easy to replace, but now we got Cato and Largy coming back and adding your potential contributions to the team. Uh, that backcourt looks like it's going to be a lot of trouble. Um, and you have a unique perspective as someone who has played against a lot of your new teammates. So what are your impressions of some of the new teammates, um, having scouted them for a couple of years now and, you know, knowing them for quite some time? Yeah, I, I think um, scouting them and, and knowing their games from, playing against them the past two years. I think I'll fit in well. I think at the end of the day, all of us, me and all the guys on, on the roster want to win. I think their biggest goal is getting to March Madness. So I think we'll fit in perfect. Um, I think they understand my game and know what kind of player I am, just like I do to them. And like I said, it's good to know 10 out of the 14 guys on the team too. So um, I think it's a great fit, and uh, I think it's going to be a great year for sure. Yeah, for sure. We're excited to see how it all shapes out and, you know, in the coming months and, you know, when the season finally starts. I swear the off season for basketball never never truly stops because there's a bunch of news, but it's always uh, a long time till the next time, you know, guys play together. But anyway, that's uh, that's going to do it for our questions. We're excited for you to officially sign and catch a practice or two over the summer uh, and chat with you again. But thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. No problem. Thanks, Chase. I got it bad, so bad. I'm hot for teacher.